0: to the gridiron show and the offseason officially gets underway right here over the next four or five weeks we're going to be going through all eight of the divisions and picking out what they need to do as free agency and the draft approaches today the nfc west and we speak with the head coach of the arizona cardinals bruce arians tory holt former ram and jeremy curley free agent wide receiver from the 49ers this is the gridiron show Welcome to the Gridiron Show in association with our friends at Touchdown Trips. Still time to register your interest for the upcoming tour. There's going to be an email going out. We're having a conversation with Ben Mortimer this week, and an email will be going out with further details and how you can start getting your deposits in because it's going to be an absolute barnstormer. So that's all to come in the not-too-distant future. Check them out at touchdowntrips.com or find them on Facebook, facebook facebook.com forward slash touchdowntrips. And on Twitter and all those other locations, the same situation can be found. Uh, Will Gavin and Ollie Hunter just slowly creeping his way into the studio alongside me uh, as we bring you our NFC West chat. We've got three great interviews today. Tory Holt, legendary Ram, joined us on Radio Row out in Houston. We also spoke with Bruce Arians at the Lee Steinberg party. We'll talk a bit more about that. And we talked with Jeremy Curley, the, uh, the wide receiver of the San Francisco 49ers. Maybe the Taylor Gabriel of that team next season with Kyle Shanahan in place. Let's be honest, until they've got Julio Jones, no one's going to be a Taylor Gabriel. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk about all the teams, plus the Seahawks, uh, and what they need to do this off-season, get through some of the news, etc. as well. Uh, But
1: now that you've joined me in the studio, Ollie, how the Jeff are you? Any coincidence that the only person that we haven't got someone on uh, to talk about the NFC West is a Seahawks person. Uh, to be quite honest with you, no. Uh, it is... Are you sure? <laughs> no, hold on. Just you said any you...
0: coincidence. Yes, there is a coincidence. There we go. Because we... Uh, it, look, we were meant to have Warren Moon. We chased down... Who? Uh, I managed to meet Warren Moon at the Lee Steinberg party. Lee Steinberg's party uh, is a Super Bowl staple. He's been doing them, That's it I think it was his 31st this 30th. past. Oh, is it, it was his 31st, yeah, yeah. 51, 30 Super Bowl parties. Yeah. Um, he does an afternoon party rather than an evening one. And what he does is does a big award ceremony, food, drinks. It's like a primer for the Saturday evening parties. And they give away humanitarian awards. So Warren Moon received a humanitarian award for his work in the city of Houston, obviously coming back to the city where he made his name as a quarterback all those years ago. Uh, Steve Smith Sr. was there. Uh, we had a very brief word with him, but he was being rushed out of the building. Uh, but we also spoke with, spoke with Clark Hunt uh, of the Kansas City Chiefs. Got to say that and uh, Clark Hunt, yeah, that's the t- yeah. <laughs> it's one not to trip up on. And uh, Bruce Arians, head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, so we'll have that one coming up for you. Um, but yeah, we were meant to sp- speak to Warren Moon, and I caught up with him at that party, but only because... He was meant to move on and go to another event, decided to pie that event off and stay and have food and have a few drinks with some friends because it wasn't like a proper appearance. It was just something he said he'd go along to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I stopped over and I said hello and I introduced myself because we've had him on the show a few times and he's a perfectly pleasant man and, and remembered us and lovely to chat to and everything else. But, uh, yeah, we weren't going to get him on it was impossible he was so in demand all week long in houston but we will be speaking to him in the off season so i promise when we do the seahawks will come up and for seahawks fans who feel they're maligned by not having a guest on this show it's just because there weren't any seahawks doing radio row this year or none that we spoke to at least
1: yeah i don't remember and they haven't been for a long time
0: they're not well obviously they were in the super bowl two years ago when we were there yeah but they they I think when you go out in the NFC, it's like there were very few Packers in and around Super Bowl week. I think when you go out in the championship game, you don't want to be going to the Super Bowl, uh, you know, as a brand ambassador or just there to chat to media or whatever. You you know, you've just missed out by one loss mm. on being there as a team competing in the Super Bowl. So I kind of understood that last year, maybe this year, because they went out at an earlier stage of the playoffs. But yeah, no... uh no Seahawks to be seen, so sorry, guys, we can only interview the people who are there uh and we did our best to speak to someone from every team. just didn't get somebody from the Seahawks. No. No. There we go, Ollie, how have you been buddy?
1: yeah all right all right what's what's going on with you uh I, why are you why are you here we're in yeah this is
0: this is amazing We're both in the studio at the same time uh because I am here because this weekend with the nba all star game talksport 2 are launching as the official home of nBA on u k radio.
1: Oh exciting
0: I will be doing The three shows
1: Over this weekend So we'll be doing There's the celebrity game The skills contest Sorry celebrity game Is that where uh, Obviously celebrities Play an actual game Yeah and People watch it Yeah that actual sounds, celebrities that play that games great.
0: it's a lot of like former players, legendary players people like Oscar schmidt of the, the, the um uh, Brazilian Olympic hero uh win Butler from arcade fire uh played last year and is again this year and he was amazing last year oh, wow. so he's back and he's playing um and then Kobe and then they have the uh then they have the skills contest. what did you just say Kobe? I don't think Kobe's in the celebrity one. Why wouldn't he be former player? Well, he he could be in theory, but he's. I don't think he. I think he's a bit big for those boots. It's like Michael Jordan doesn't turn up. Oh yeah, okay.
1: okay. So Fair. I think he thinks of himself so, in those, so, those leagues. So you picked out of the two people to tell me about <laughs> some Brazilian bloke and <laughs> all right, the guy from RK Fire. Yeah, You're really plugging this well. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I hope, hope you do better.
0: Well, the, the show's over the weekend. The uh, Friday and Saturday show we're doing with our prep for you, you? with you? Com-
1: no, no, with our friends at Tune In
0: Radio. They're doing a magazine show t- from out there. <laughs> have, this is a podcast. You don't have
1: to go full on plug mode whilst on a podcast. All right, all right. Well, Jeez. So, Triple B in full bloody, uh, you know, swing? Yeah there we go so yeah we're,
0: we're doing so they're like more magazine shows interviewing players stuff like that on friday and saturday they're the build-up shows and then on sunday we will have the live game the all-star game and then from the following thursday live nba four games a week on Talksport sport two
1: wow so that's there you go great and you're doing all of that and i'm hosting all of them this is amazing because you don't even like basketball i do like basketball <laughs> this is
0: <laughs> i've been to two basketball games with you i'm a big basketball fan just not as big as if i am an nfl fan yeah, i'll thing. hold up my hands and i'll say that but you know maybe yeah in the not too distant future there'll be an associated uh what's like uh what could be the gridiron equivalent hard court podcast where we do a, a basketball one rimmed it <laughs> i'm not calling it rimmed it i know that
1: much
0: <laughs> if there is one thing that i will not be doing it will be calling it rimmed it
1: <laughs> what about the three-pointer you're that's that's cheesy but not bad that's pretty good Do you right? want to know some of the other people taking part in the uh oh, no, i wanted you to run through some other basketball podcast names. <laughs> <laughs> so this players is like nba legend uh Swoosh. jason williams no
0: that's the, uh, podcast. Uh, <laughs> I imagine the anthony mackie falcon from uh what's it called the avengers um someone called oh some wnba players a celebrity chef. What's the WNBA? Master oh, P. Women's. Yeah. yeah, women's. There we go. Good work, mate. Uh, you know, Baron Davis, NBA legend. Mark Cuban, the Dallas Mavericks owner, will be involved. The man who once said the NFL's going to get so big, it'll eat itself. Okay. Which actually could be coming true with yeah. all these teams moving around this off-season.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's loads of people. Talking of teams moving Definitely around. Definitely didn't have to look that all up. Talking of teams moving around. <laughs> the Golden State Warriors need to move. Because. and uh, Why? Well, I, <laughs> That stadium is rubbish. Oh, you're right. You just mean move within the context of this, the Bay yeah. Area. Then they need to change stadiums because we went to see the Houston Rockets, and that stadium's brilliant. Yeah. Everywhere was a really good view. Even if you're up in the gods, it didn't feel like that you were that high up. Whereas I remember not being really able to see much. It was like when we went to the wrestling. <laughs> yeah, we it, were quite a way it, away at the it Royal was a, Rumble. It was a long way away. But I quite liked it because you could see everything that was going on, and- see everything. Get involved. Get drunk. Uh, the The noise wasn't loud enough. I didn't think the... At uh, uh, the NBA? No, the Royal Rumble. Which, but what, the sound or yeah, the crowd noise? sound. Because the crowd sound. were getting pretty into yeah, it. Yeah, well, we were getting them into it. But the sound wasn't loud enough. Have you found yourself watching wrestling since you got back? I tried watching... There was this, um... There was this sort of feeder league... Res- NXT? Yeah, I couldn't watch that. Rubbish.
0: Oh, NXT's better than... No. Most people think it's better than the main
1: thing. Rubbish. Um... I watched a bit of um, Becky Lynch. She's my favourite. Didn't realise she was Irish, Yeah, but love her now. Um... (laughs) I love this. I I watched,
0: it was Elimination Chamber on Sunday. I watched that and I was tweeting with Adam Rank about it at like four in the morning when I was a little bit drunk on my own. Just a sec. He's actually actually quite angry at us. Why? (laughs) Because we were in Houston for the whole week and didn't hit him up to go for a drink. I didn't see him. I didn't know he was there. I didn't He's had a kid quite recently, so I didn't realise he was there. And he didn't post on social media or anything. He he replied to my, one of my responses going, hold on, did I see you were at the Rumble? I was like, yeah. And he's like, were you in Houston? I was like, yeah. And he's like, man, I'm bummed. We could have gone for a drink. It's like, sorry, buddy. Oh, man, that would have been great. He's lovely. Yeah. He's a lo- lovely, lovely man. So did you we need to be we- more Triple B, if anything.
1: We need to be more... So, talking of triple, triple B, did you see Bandini on the European football show? Uh, no, I didn't. So... I, d- I remember him tweeting it uh he was on the th- the bt sport european football show on oh man i love it when sunday. bandini's on tv such a handsome so man I-, I remember him tweeting about it but i didn't catch it on sunday and then i saw a repeat of it on bt sport three whilst i was at work on one of the tvs <laughs> at work and i just went the bandini on telly and do you know what his response was Go on, uh, I'll show you. I'll show you. Are you only going to show me? You're not yeah, going to read it out to the podcast, no? Well, no then you can. Then you can do it. Uh, where is his response? I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying this. Uh, here it is. He's the last person
0: to have sent me a text. Yeah, because did he? Was it an SMS? That's not really a surprise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag triple B. I mean, if anyone is a triple Bandini, B, big bollocks. Yeah, it should be Bandini because he's actually on Teddy, and you're not, mate why would anyone put me on telly that's a good point yeah yeah, yeah. exactly exactly yeah. Uh, at least you might undo your top button then yeah well, no oh, you know i would I, I definitely i'd definitely wear my top button oh. <laughs> done up on tv it looks much smarter i want to bring this up top buttons done up on shirts it's ridiculous is this like when they do the rant on drive on talk sport i don't know but uh, you're not you're not you know 21 what are you doing? You're not a yuppie. <laughs> You're not twenty-one. You're not a yuppie. You don't go to. It's Shoreditch. Not this is England. You. I do. I went out in Shoreditch the other night. Yeah, actually, we did, didn't we? Yeah. But you should not have your top, bu- top button done up. It looks ridiculous. Just please stop it. No. At Will Gav, at Ollie Hunter, at Gridiron, at Touchdown Trips. We should we take?
0: Right. Should Will Gavin? <laughs> we'll take. We'll take two pictures. Yeah. We will put out a Twitter poll, and we'll just do top button done up or undone. You
1: can't have. Two pictures and a Twitter
0: poll. Well, we'll just do one tweet with the two pictures and then we'll link to that tweet in the Twitter poll. Um, Is that okay? Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Good. Great. Let's talk about the NFC West. Well, should we talk about the other NFL news? Because that was 10 minutes of absolute waffle. <laughs> uh, um, it
1: really was. Uh,
0: the uh, NFL franchise tag uh, period, uh, designation period, started today and so we're Sorry, gonna really be hot, talking it? yeah it really is <laughs> <laughs> <It's taken> off, <laughs> you right? are wearing a coat a hoodie are you how many layers have you got under that i like that you're wearing a san francisco hoodie though that yeah, pleases uh, me
1: I've got city by the Wars bay t-shirt
0: under nice which one the
1: come one on that was in insane i
0: want to see it is it the, the Oh right Good It's a good t-shirt I got one from Tesco's Which just says The Force Awakens on it uh, <laughs> Random Star Wars willing to License their uh, clothing Out to that's, literally anyone By the sounds of just,
1: it That's uh, the You after a curry
0: <laughs> That's the farce awakens um, Right The so- Far awakens nice Nice. like that uh so we're gonna (laughs) (laughs) other
1: other star wars (laughs) curry puns are welcome
0: (laughs) god i'm dying i'm dying right Uh, there's lots there's lots of little bits of news from around the nfl but not a huge amount shoot (laughs) to touch on uh a lot of it's kind of silly off-season stuff and stuff that we'll talk about as we go around the divisions we've got lots of really great interviews from radio road so i tell you what whoever listens to this podcast first and tweets us telling us which division they want us to do next Next. after the NFC West we wanted to get the Arians interview in nice and early so that's why we've done the NFC West first just tweet us and we'll do that division next I'm kind of hoping it's the FC South because I want to play the AJ Bouye interview but
1: oh and then we can play uh, what's his face Corey Moore as well
0: yeah but regardless just tweet us and let us know and and we'll pick one and we'll do it so with the nfl franchise tag designation period open we thought it'd be best to go through the divisions we're going to do a couple a week over the next four weeks and then we'll start our build up to the draft simon clancy is going to be joining us which could be great fun matt sherry was due to join us and then pulled out last minute i imagine something baby related
1: yeah, it didn't give a reason no he didn't give a reason didn't like that i think it felt betrayed it may be woman related rather than baby why I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he feels you got
0: a bit of intuition on it.
1: Maybe he feels a bit of pressure um, <laughs> to 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 do something rather than to do this.
0: Do you want? Know. Do you want to hear one of the worst things I've heard this off season so far? And there's been a lot of crap already this off season. Go ahead, shoot. The Patriots have put a, a trademark on the phrase "blitz for 6 that famous non-blitzing patriots defense have decided well the 49ers do quest for six uh the 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 um the steelers had that thing one for the thumb which was pretty horrendous in itself so the what does that mean st- as in a ring for the thumb because they had four already under the okay but it's kind. which, of, which it's they kind they, but of they did they've got more than that uh, and so yeah they've gone with blitz for 6 a, a dreadful actually a dreadful slogan it's going to be on towels and banners and everything all of next season so if you didn't hate the patriots already get ready to hate them more they
1: they love they love a towel don't know the nfl yeah they really do yeah.
0: they really do um do we think uh do we think it's worth talking about jimmy garoppolo because everyone's talking about it at the moment i kind of i feel like we just talk about it when more happens yeah. Like, honestly, I think he ends up in Cleveland. That would be where my, the smart money is, because I think they've got that 12th overall pick, which I think they're more likely to give up. The, the problem is, and the, the reason it is an interesting situation, is that I think if Brady was within a year of retiring, you pay Garoppolo and you make the transition in the next two years. But Brady genuinely looks physically like he's ready to play for another five years. They've almost found Jimmy Garoppolo too early, and they can't afford to pay two top-flight quarterbacks and keep together any of those other pieces. Like, they can't pay Garoppolo and Hightower and Brady and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So... They kind of have to get rid of him, and if they can get rid of him and get the 12th overall pick off the Browns and go out and get themselves a really good
1: corner or a really good pass rusher, then I'd absolutely do that in a heartbeat. I think everyone has gone too early on Garoppolo. We've seen him play in two and a half games.
0: Two and a half meaningful
1: games. How do we know that he is actually any good? The Patriots are the right thing to get rid of him if they do, when they do it because tom brady is evergreen will go on forever we don't know anything really no one knows anything about garoppolo and anyone that tells you anything different or you hear it on any other podcast that they oh garoppolo's gonna be this garoppolo's this garoppolo's that they don't know they haven't heard anything hey
0: here's here's uh, here's a really exciting bit of quarterback news the kansas city chiefs are likely to pass on nick Foles' option so I'm I'm terrified that there's going to be a situation. We, we
1: didn't even ask Clark Hunt about that.
0: That there's going to be a. He's the owner. We don't don't need to ask him about the team
1: stuff. It was, it was all was about joking. the international stuff. I, and I, I
0: was joking. uh Oh, okay. Sorry.
1: Why would we ask him about? I don't that? know. The owner. I
0: really don't It'd know. Be really
1: silly I don't about <laughs> a backup quarterback. Come on, mate. You need to get your I, head back into the game. I've
0: got. We're I, in the. We're this in is the you- first time I've been in front of a microphone for like ten days. Oh, this sorry, is delightful.
1: Where's uh, sad music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're in the wrong studio to play any sound drops, so there will be no sound drops on this podcast, sorry friends. I've got the I'm terrified <laughs> I'm terrified there's going to be this horrible situation with the 49ers this off-season where they're going to end up going into the into next year. They didn't find the guy they wanted in the draft because they're not going to take a course back at number 2 overall and, and one of the guys Trubitsky Watson, whoever doesn't fall to them in the top of the second round. And they're going to end up where they've got a, a three quarterbacks on the roster of Nick Foles, Matt Sharb and Josh McCown and that's What about Kaepernick? I, I think, well we're going to get on to this when okay, we talk fine, about fine. it. So let's bite our tongues and discuss that further. Okay, move on. <laughs> uh, Anthony Lynn has talked to the media for the first time he's becoming San Diego Go Chargers head coach. He said he's Sorry, the who? San Diego Super yeah, yeah. I'm still going to call them that. Good. I think I've decided. They're not the LA Chargers to well, me. No, are will still, always be San they in team.
1: San Diego this year anyway? No, they're playing oh. at the
0: StubHub what? arena or whatever it's called oh the thirty thousand. 000... yeah i'm quite excited i'd like to go and see a game there i think it'd be quite cool quite 30, 000, a good atmosphere yeah. yeah i think it'd be great i go to watch a really good championship team it's the kind of that sort of thing
1: <laughs>
0: pray for bobby not like qpr um yeah he said he's not a he said he's not a player's coach very specifically and he also said that he's uh he, he thinks that they're not going to do well in the big market if they don't win so there you go Thanks, Anthony Lynn, for those pearls of wisdom. Hot takes from yeah. Anthony Lynn. <laughs> hashtag hot takes. I realised when I do the hashtag in audio, I still do it with the two fingers. Uh, like, that makes you. sense visually, but you can't hear it properly, so let's get, I'm going to go to a full clap. No.
1: Is it going to upset you're you? you are cheating people.
0: All right. Fine. Uh, Jacksonville have made their first signing of the second Tom Coughlin era, bringing in defensive tackle Aubrey Jones on a four-year deal. £16 the four-year veteran, uh, started nine of the final ten games last year. Uh, Good signing. It's a good group up front there with Send Derek Marks and Malik Jackson. He's a very good rotational guy that fits the scheme there, knows what they're doing. Good move, Jaguars. Yeah, solid move. I like it. Uh, and the Seahawks have been just warned for the Richard Sherman injury violation. Slap on the wrist, telling off. Slightly surprised they didn't get more, considering they've already had uh, the the uh, sanctions against them for the off-season workouts on two separate occasions. I know they're not matching situations, but it's kind of that feeling of that the Seahawks have now... One incident you can claim that you didn't understand or know the rules. When there's three or four incidents now coming out of the same organisation... You've got to start to think that Pete Carroll thinks he's a bit above the law.
1: Yeah, well, we know he is from Stanford, right? Yeah. So... No, well, he wasn't at Stanford, but UCLA. Yet. Yeah, sorry, it's a UCLA.
0: But yeah, yeah, we well, know USC. He is. God damn it. What, why have
1: I forgotten where Pete Carroll coached? Trojans. Uh, God damn it. This is 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 very
0: Yeah? Yeah, it's USC. U- U- I, I said UCLA, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, it's UC. Uh, <sighs> yeah. It, yeah. I should Go. Should we? Should we do that bit? Again? <laughs> so, should we just? I think we should just give up.
1: Yeah, let's give it up. Don't you think? He that, was there for eight years, and I got the wrong college. That is terrible. Don't you think? Aubrey Jones is the most Welsh-sounding name. <laughs> Aubrey Jones. Or, uh, you really want it said by Eddie Butler, don't yeah. you? Aubrey Jones. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Aubrey Jones on the wing. Oh, by the way,
0: how good was that on Saturday night?
1: Yeah. It was a, one of the best games of rugby I've seen in a long time. Although I said that about Ireland versus New Zealand in at Soldier Field. Oh, that was a great game of rugby. It was the best game of rugby I've seen before, for about 10 years. So, yeah, yeah, we've had two really great games of rugby in the last three months. Brilliant. And, it was, and it was proper, the second half, proper
0: defensive, stout. Couple of big mistakes, but proper hard hitting. And,
1: and do you know what? Moment the Wales took off Moriarty. That was the mistake. That's that's when it went. And I love the analysis after the game. You were in the pub, I was here. I don't know whether you saw that the reason why that that ball didn't go out, twofold. Dan Bigger was caught uh, rushing back. So the ball had to go to Jonathan Davis, who's naturally left-footed. Ooh. But Joe Launchbury, I think it was all James Haskell, had cut off the kick, a meaningful kick to touch. So he had to go in field. So it was just brilliant play from England. And then that final try, I mean, just, the, the, the vision and that pass from Farrell out to Elliot Daly, and then Daly to beat the English-born Alex Cuthbert, who still... Speaks, that, that,
0: to have that was, burst uh, on 76 minutes, whatever it was, to still have that burst
1: of pace, playing out of position, let's not yeah, forget, yeah. not where he plays at club level, wonderful. And and he was the man that chased down Dan Bigger and made that brilliant sliding tackle, kick out of touch. Oh it. man! So Daly had an absolute stormer There's probably only about three people that's enjoying this, bit of <laughs> and one and, of them's Welsh, and we, one of them's tea. Big T, and he's hating it <laughs> yeah. because they lost in a, a game they really should have
0: won. Should we do a rugby podcast?
1: Uh, yeah, why we not? I've heard
0: the numbers that egg chasers get. I think we should do a rugby podcast. We get more listeners. What I care less, but like more people
1: might. I do love rugby.
0: We should do let's just do other sports in the off season. Let's fob off this whole talking about different teams for the off season and uh, and just go with it.
1: Oh eight seven one seven. Oh no, no right, that
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Should we get some of the interviews that yeah, we've got? Let's do it. Uh, what do we want to do? Do we want to line up the interviews and then talk about that team after each one? Yes. Great. Who should we start with?
1: Bruce. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what are you uh, about? I just thought, you know, might, might be, be a bit sparky to suggest and discuss, but whatever. No, you've got to start off with Bruce. That picture that you put on facebook with us talking to bruce is i think it might be after this podcast my new profile picture uh
0: there's a there's a great one of us standing with him there were several of us sat with him that were removed from facebook because the style of those chairs combined with me sitting forwards combined with the angle like i'm a big man like i am too big as people uh, pointed out to me a couple of times at the super bowl i'm like thanks josh Like, Josh said to me, like, in a really meaningful way while we were on holiday, you've really got to start looking after yourself, Will. You've really got to start, like, like, I think he thinks I'm going to die in the next couple of years if I don't start eating salads. Maybe I will. Start eating salads, not die uh right just got awkward having a conversation with myself (laughs) 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 but yeah there were some photos where it's like wow i look massive there so you just do what you feel you should do best thank you buddy i really appreciate that
1: can i just show you that one
0: uh yeah go for it (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> ollie with the long angle lens i think we should put that on twitter. i think that should be our twitter profile picture you be not with with you at gridiron but definitely put that photo at, out at gridiron right now and people will understand why don't just don't even put anything with it just post the photo yeah and nothing else perfect <laughs> right here is the head coach of the arizona cardinal speaking at lee steinberg's party after he won a humanitarian award the brilliant Bruce Arians joining us now. At least Steinberg's party, one of the award winners, and a man heading to the UK this season as well. Coach Bruce Arians, an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us here. And uh, first of all, congratulations on the award.
2: Well, thank you. I, I think it's one of our jobs as uh, sports figures to do something in our community. And uh, my wife has been a Casa court appointing special advocate for over 16 years. And uh, so once we had the platform, you know, we wanted to do something special and. Uh, try to help kids that are in a situation that are, there's no no they didn't they didn't cause it they just need help
0: uh, obviously as well we I, we spoke earlier we spoke with Jen Welter yesterday and uh, it's not just advancing things in the community but something like hiring the first female head coach she was so effusive in her praise of you how important do you think it is that you know there are coaches there are teams taking those sorts of steps to try and increase the diversity well, yeah the I
2: think when you look at hiring people you just hire the best people and when we were looking at in our interns, she was so overqualified, <laughs> you know, and uh, did a, a fantastic job. And I'm hoping that one of the teams, uh, or if we ever have we haven't had an opening, that someone will give her an opportunity
0: yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed now coming over to london this year how much do you know about the trip have you been speaking with other coaches other teams i
2: have i've, I've talked to two or three teams that uh, have gone to the east coast and played and flew over or, or gone and, get, and flown from their city and uh looking like we'll probably come early in the week from phoenix we love that and uh try to get everybody acclimated uh, as soon as we possibly can and uh and have a good week of practice. What are your uh,
0: opinions on the growth of the game in the UK? Oh,
2: God. I mean, every game sold out in 10 minutes mm-hmm. you know, or less. So uh, it's obviously very popular. Um, you know, I had the great pleasure of playing back in the early 90s in the uh, American Bowl in Berlin, and the stadium sold out, and it was uh, just a fantastic opportunity. But that was a preseason game, so you could enjoy it a little bit more. You know, uh, I think the fans and, and some of the front office people will have a big time in UK but the coaches and players will be working
0: <laughs> one of the guys we're really looking forward to seeing Larry Fitzgerald just in the last couple of days I don't know how long ago he told you but he told the media in the last couple of days he's definitely coming back next year that's a huge boost for your
2: team oh there's no doubt uh, Fitz is the heartbeat of the team and uh, you know when he is such a leader not only on the field in the classroom but he teaches our guys how to be pros and how to be the pro the right way how, when did he tell you? Is this something you've known for a while? Uh, he actually told me on the golf course Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: my goodness. Uh, Chris Johnson is another player that I'm... David des- Johnson. David Johnson. Oh, wow, I like Chris, Chris Johnson Chris, too, yeah. Well. yeah. I like both the Johnsons. Um, both of them I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing. But David Johnson suffered an injury in the, in the final day, game of the season. How's that looking? Will he be okay to go f- yeah, to, come that, to tr- practice? I,
2: I, I, it took me a long time to even watch that uh, video, uh, and I'm still shocked that he never had to have surgery, that it was just sprains. Uh, he is progressing nicely, uh, being a doting father right now. And, uh, <laughs> he'll be back in shape real soon and then be ready to go. It's about an eight-week deal. That I mean, will help
1: him heal well anyway, being a doting father. Yeah, I mean, he's,
2: he's
0: going to be a great – he is already a great young player. And for you to pick up a guy like that in the third round, we, we all know the story thanks to you. Television program and everything else, but to have a guy who come in can be a, a true third down back, catch the ball out the backfield, can pass block, can do it all. He's, I mean, any player in the league got to be one of the most exciting young talents out there.
2: Yeah, I you know when people talk about a thousand and a thousand, I'm not sure he can't go two thousand and two thousand. I mean, he really has that type of ability.
1: With, with the Super Bowl tomorrow, but when does the season start for you? Oh, it's Are already you're... started.
2: You know, we, our guys. Had a couple weeks off, and uh, we were back in the office last Monday and uh, reviewing last year, looking at free agency. We'll we'll do all those things and then head into the draft, but we'll break down everything that we did last year, the good, the bad, and the ugly, Hmm. and find out why it was
0: good, bad, and ugly and (laughs) and try to fix it all and, uh, and hopefully get better a lot of questions over over carson and his future obviously had that really tough playoff loss at the end of last year i mean that's tough on all of you obviously but particularly for him and and he certainly had a tough start to the year this year mentally he seems like a really great guy but are you guys thinking right now about maybe it's time to look at a quarterback in the late end of the draft maybe it's time to start thinking about life beyond carson palmer
2: well we always do you know you always want to find a good young quarterback and not always does the opportunity come. You know, we drafted Logan Thomas. That one didn't work out. And, uh, you know, you're always looking to find that next young franchise guy. Whether it's a first-round talent or a fourth-round talent, um, you're always searching. So that, that's going to be a possibility for us always.
0: And, and I, I wonder as well for, uh, for, for next year, I look at the guys who, uh, who are up for contract, a guy that we saw come in and make an impact, Chandler Jones. Do we know what's happening I know well, it's not yeah. free agency yet, but yeah, and, uh, the guy you want to keep know, around, the, I assume. The one
2: thing I don't get involved in heavily is contracts, and Steve Kime does an unbelievable job of doing that. But Chandler Jones isn't going anywhere. He's going to be a come hell or high water. Same, same for Calais? Uh, I cannot say that about Calais. Uh, his price tag might be a little too high now. And uh, it's all fitting everything in the cap. Uh, you know, we really we, we want to sign... Uh, chandler first and then start working on all the priority guys
0: and i wonder as a coach we're all excited about this game on sunday we're all excited about the matchups we're all talking about that atlanta offense against that patriots defense and i think the most interesting thing i've heard this week is people talk about bill belichick's trilogy what he did against the bills as a coordinator what he did against the greatest show on turf if there's somebody as a defensive coach who can come up with a scheme to beat the falcons is that yeah, those I, I guys? think yeah,
2: I think the big thing in this game will be Kyle Han- Kyle Shanahan because he's a wide open guy, and they're going to force him to be patient. They're just not going to give you; they make you play patient, but they're going to give you your opportunities. You just got to hit them at the right time and uh, and be patient. Uh, and the big matchup Kyle uh, Matt, their center versus Branch the nose guard and trying to run the football. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a great chess match. That's what the game. That's why it's so much fun.
0: That's what I'm looking out for is have been playing that five on the line against the Steelers, trying to match up individually on the linemen, but you just, I just, it doesn't feel like you can do that against the Falcons with the two running backs with the tight end sets as well. well. Yeah, I mean, they
2: always do it. They find a way to do it, and uh, that's the beauty of what they do. Uh, they're going to take Julio Jones and double-team him, so you're going to have to find ways, but that's the nice thing about the Falcons' offense. They have other people, and uh, Manahaman and Sunu will be, and the running backs against their linebackers, those will be great matchups in this game.
1: We had O.C. Menura on our show yesterday and he said that even if brady loses uh, even if brady wins this uh, super bowl he's still not the best quarterback that there's ever been is that a, a, is that un, a, 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 is that a yeah. ludicrous statement
2: i, I think uh, so many people are so young they only think of tom brady and peyton manning now to me the greatest quarterback to ever live was johnny unitas he set the standard and the bar for all these. But to, no, Everybody's young. They don't even know who Johnny was. <laughs> but Johnny United set the bar and the greatest game that ever played in New York City. And that was the bar for, for pro quarterbacks.
0: And, hey, you were at the Colts for a little while and might have been the Indianapolis rather than Baltimore. But. And,
2: uh, and I was a big Baltimore Colt fan. I grew up right outside of Baltimore in York, Pennsylvania. So, yeah, that, uh, that, that, that blue horseshoe was very special.
0: Uh, look, Coach Jones there's lots of stuff we could get into with you, I'm sure. I'm sure you're a very popular man. You've got to get off and enjoy your Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> uh, in terms of London for this season, as the last question, how much is that in your mindset, the fact that we don't yet know week seven, week eight, getting those plans in place as early as yeah, possible? Yeah, the big
2: thing is we know when it relatively is, and we'll make all our plans accordingly, whether it's that week or the next week. We won't, we're going to make plans to do it the same way either way, and then hopefully the league will give us an open date afterwards and uh and we'll see how that goes but really looking forward to coming over and, and seeing the fans because i've heard so many great things about it
0: well hopefully you've heard them from the right people and uh, and they were right because it's, they, uh, yes they are right <laughs> <laughs> coach eric thank you so much for your time and for My joining pleasure, us man. And thank you congratulations guys. again you thanks bet, coach
1: man. thank you I, I loved him i mean I really loved him. What a, a really great guy. It was one of those ones where I was aware that we were
0: only meant to have five minutes and we'd run to like eight, nine, ten minutes at that point. And I just wanted to keep talking to him. Just wanted to be like, let's get down to X's and O's. Let's start talking about it. I wonder if he still feels the same about Tom Brady after the comeback. Because obviously we spoke to him before the <laughs> I game. I thought you are
1: going to say, uh, I wonder if he still feels ab- about us the same way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't been a second thought to him. We literally ain't s-h-i-t Tim. if i spell it out i don't have to bleep it out right but yeah you're right does he think about tom brady in the same way after that comeback i mean we've uh, everyone's spoken about it i'll text
0: you? him and i'll ask i can't text him and ask that'd be really ludicrous i might text morton anderson and see if he'll come on when we do the nfc south though one yeah well,
1: yeah nice Cause Cause, yeah, he yeah, definitely game on play for two teams he was yeah. good yeah, he, he was, was really great.
0: good uh so bruce arians arizona cardinals uh headlines from that we know that Carson Palmer's now coming back. We didn't know that when we spoke to him, and that's why we asked him about whether they'd be looking at quarterbacks in the draft and, and in free agency as well. We know Larry Fitzgerald's back. We know that he's going to franchise tag Chandler Jones if they can't get a deal done, but they might let Calais Campbell go. Interestingly, on that defensive side of the ball, and it's something that Matt Sherry was pretty, uh, pretty pointed about when we discussed this, because Tony Jefferson sounds like he might go as well. Uh, sherry knowing chandler jones from his time at the patriots went well that's utterly ludicrous like keep, not getting rid of campbell and keeping chandler jones who is a young pass rusher who in the last eight nine games of the last season really came on leap and leaps amounts and because this is the thing with the cardinals and you kind of almost have to say this quietly to avoid ridicule because they were so bad to start the season you know for the last eight weeks of the year they were really good. Mm. Carson Palmer got back into the rhythm of things, and yet yeah, he is ageing, and they definitely need to be looking long-term for somebody else, and they've got a lot of free agents this year. I think, uh, you know, AQ Shipley is one they've definitely got to look at bringing back. We already know about the Chandler Jones situation. I think
1: Marcus Cooper on the other side from Patrick Peterson as well. Yeah. Um, Tony Jefferson at the back there. They've got a lot of... Especially that defence. You want to keep that defence as intact as possible. Um... And then you start looking at some of the more specifics on the offense. I've thought for a long time that they need a proper tight end. Another, like a, you can't keep relying on Larry Fitzgerald to fill in on one on one side. <laughs> you can't keep relying on that, especially as he, okay, he said he's coming back for next season. But you can't keep relying on Larry. I think, uh, and there the the draft this year is tight end heavy. A, re, a lot of really good tight ends. I think that could be somewhere where they. Where they perhaps think about drafting maybe in the second round a a really good tight end
0: the thing is I think there's meant to be a tight end heavy draft it's something we will discuss Um, they I still think it's I think this could be a draft where they look to the future because you look at last year they didn't really get a a big contribution from any of their rookies that they brought in Uh, you know uh, Robert uh only made uh, an impact Couldn't towards work. the end of the season. Five games, no starts. But uh, he will... It was used as a redshirt year. We kind of knew that was going to happen. He will come in and have a big role next year and from based on his pure physical ability could be... A very, very exciting player. But you could imagine them trying to take a uh, wide receiver in the first round, if there's a good one available there. Larry Fitzgerald is ageing. They had real problems with their stretch-the-field guys this year. They lost Michael Floyd as well, so... Tight end yeah. was another good shout. But also, you know, if they, in the second round, and, and one of uh, Trubitsky, Watson, Kaiser, Mahomes, one of those guys Mahomes. does... F- Mahomes? Does fall down into the second round. If I'm Arizona, that's a serious consideration in the middle of the second round yeah. of taking one of those quarterbacks as the long-term future or even trading up to hire in that second round to get a guy who they believe in. Um, and it sounds like with that conversation with Arians, that's something that they may well consider.
1: Yeah, uh, that's all. it's all valid. Do you think they could perhaps draft another running back? Or Chris Johnson's out of contract, although it seemed like from Arians there that he's obviously a really big fan of Chris Johnson. Uh David Johnson has that injury. Bruce Arians said that he should be back, but you never know there could be complications. Andre Ellington hasn't really hit the ground running since that first couple of seasons. So... Perhaps even a running back.
0: I, I, I wouldn't. I think that you, you mentioned Ellington. I think he can be there as a decent third down
1: back. He's a decent in pass pro. You wouldn't have to pay him, <laughs> pay him or Chris Johnson much anyway. But considering no. the lack of production that those guys have, and they would know that behind David Johnson, who is the the standout number one. A, I think Best you I, I, I think you
0: can find a free agent back who can come in and do the sort of job that you need somebody to do as a third down back, as a pass pro back, as a back in two back sets, if that's something they're going to do. But the Cardinals, more than almost any other team in the league, love their three wide receiver sets, love to have uh, lots of pass catch serve on the field, like to spread things out, move David Johnson out of the backfield, so... I, I don't think that is a priority. I actually think the defensive side of the ball beyond that wide receiver and quarterback will be where the remainder of their focus is.
1: Mm. Um shall we move on and talk about the San Francisco 49ers? Yeah, let's this was one of my favorite interviews because I loved his jeans. Because purely because you loved those jeans. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know I was just thinking as well,
0: corner would be the other thing, depending on the Marcus Cooper situation. Yeah. Right, that's that we're done with the Cardinals. Now. Um yeah jeremy curley who we spoke with also on radio row uh he got grew into the year and was one of the more impressive weapons on that san francisco 49ers offense but it is not an offense to get excited about between you know josh garnett came into his own a little bit in the towards the end of the season the guy they picked up late in the first round when they were traded back in you've then got carlos hyde there is that it's You know, Tory Smith is really excited about working in the uh, Shanahan offense, he said, but it's another one where th- uh, they are so paper-thin talent-wise across both sides that Jeremy Curley, if he stays in San Francisco, could make a really decent impact. And it's a conversation we had with him on Radio Row. Former Lions receiver now with the San Francisco 49ers for now, at least until March the 1st, and then we'll see what happens. Uh, Jeremy Curley joining us now on Radio Row. Jeremy, thank you for joining us. Are you enjoying your Super Bowl 51
3: Houston experience so far? I definitely am, man. This is my first time on Radio Row. Um, Not my first time doing Super Bowl events, but first time on Radio Row, and I'm loving it, man. It's a good experience. Uh, First of all, before we get into any football, tell us about Dime, because I I was looking at your
0: jeans before you walked over, and I thought, why is it that everyone is better dressed than i am today and, oh and, man nah, you clean up nice man you good <laughs> oh my wife will be delighted you said that but uh, tell us about the jeans because then found out that you uh, you designed them
3: yeah um every 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 stitch of the jeans is uh <laughs> is definitely made with my ideas and my uh thoughts and creativity to it um from the distress cuts in the jeans which is the the rips right here um
1: now I like to think that you did those yourself, right? Um, but I'm, I'm thinking that you planned them. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, great, yeah, great.
3: They, they, they were uh, definitely on a chalkboard. So man, those are great. I Do they come in
1: um, in 29 length and <laughs> about 30 tiny? 30, yeah, they, basically, a small dude.
3: They sh- they sure just will. one up
1: from a child.
3: Oh yeah, they they sure wear. They might come for childs one day. Great. Yeah, man. They right. um, Do, definitely. Uh, they're definitely kind of like a biker right, style jean. I'm checking those out. Where can I find those? You can find these at uh, <laughs> com. You got to check that out. Oh, what, so, what inspired the decision to to try out a move into the fashion world? Um, I've always been into fashion. Fashion has been something that's been a part of me for a long time. Uh, and just having the ability, you know, with the NFL to, you know, have some cash and uh, knowing a couple people, you know, I finally decided just to, you know, take a leap for it and jump into it. Give it a go. And, and it's one of those things as well where,
0: the NFL can be a short career Right, you come out you've you had your time at the Jets but it's been moving around since then I thought you had a great year in San Francisco personally especially considering what that team were doing I'm a 49ers fan just as well so you know Okay. Uh, so, oh
1: okay uh, so now we, now we know why Jeremy's on uh, <laughs> you are, are an go. absolute disgrace although the jeans are great yeah uh, and Jeremy's a great name <laughs> yeah, how, yeah that's true how,
0: how very dare you uh was it is there a thought process in mind as well about what you would be doing beyond the nfl and this gives you now a base of something to to be doing i'm not saying the career's over yet i'm sure you've got oh, years yeah, yeah, yeah. left in you
3: but yeah. just just you know starting to think now what's beyond that yeah this is coming up on my seventh year so you know i'd be crazy not to think about you know what what um what my plan is after football and definitely fashion is is uh, is in that plan um my wife is in a real estate so trying to dab in the real estate a little bit. Uh, we have three kids that we have to support beyond uh, beyond my my years of playing football. So um, I think fashion and, and my jeans and my JK11 brand is is something that will carry me. So this year then, the 49ers, obviously it's not where any team with the Super
0: Bowl pedigree they've got and the history they've got want to be. Yeah. What was the feeling towards the end of the season about Coach Kelly? Because I think a lot of us maybe thought that, it was the impossible situation for him to walk into, and for them to expect him to turn it around in a year.
3: Yeah. So when they when they kind of let him leave, it, su- it surprised me when they let him leave. Um, I think that you know he did a, he did a, a decent job, at, you know, at, for what he had. Not saying that you know he didn't have the, the players and all that, but you know, it was just his first year, you know. So, but the offense, I love the offense. You know, I love Chip. You know, I feel like. Uh, you know, he was a good players coach, and he gave guys the opportunity to, you know, uh, to be good and be great. We saw, obviously, what he did in Philadelphia and, and then
0: moving over to San Francisco, but it felt like the more wrinkles were... De- definitely feel like, uh, like there were more wrinkles added into the offense this year and maybe slowed down a little bit in what we've done from previous seasons. Was, was that a focus that he had kind of come in with uh, to get you guys playing maybe a little slower to give the defense a bit more time?
3: Um, I, I think... Uh, I, for we had a lot of a lot of new guys, you know, coming in. Like you said, we had you know me coming in. We had uh, who else? Uh, Chris Harper coming in. Yeah. Uh, so we had some guys that you know was just learning the offense. You know, we didn't have that off season to go. I didn't have that off season, so we had to kind of pick it up on a run. So in Chip Kelly's offense, it's fast. It's fast paced. It keeps defenses honest. So. Uh, he had to slow it down for us cuz you know like i said we didn't we didn't know it right off the bat so then you know that with the quarterback changes it was just kind of hard to to do what he's known for and i'm not saying that that's what you know stopped our you know ability not to win but that was definitely something that was a part of it
0: look it might be the very worst kept secret in all of football that a man involved in this week's action Kyle Shanahan the offensive coordinator of the atlanta falcons is looking increasingly likely like he's going to be out there on the west coast as we hope you will be next season as well you see what a guy like taylor gabriel's done in that offense this year i said this very the other day i think that's the the role that you could be playing in that offense and you could be a guy that really with how he varied those fronts he plays how uh, interesting those route
3: concepts are you could find yourself having a big big year if you stay there and and you work with him definitely it's funny that you said Taylor Gabriel because that's a good friend of mine and he's been an example that I've been using you know to kind of show off Shanahan's offense so uh you know I'm definitely looking forward to it hopefully I get back you know hopefully you know he's the coach I think everybody's leaning to. It. I think he will be <laughs> so, so I mean certainly you, you hear the conversations Jed York had with Peter King
0: this week here. it sounds like it's a done deal I know nothing's yeah. done until it's signed on the dotted line and
1: announced Shanahan yeah. said that this this week as well he's like look it's not done yet. Things can change. But don't dash my hopes, Ollie. I know. Stop, Stop all Jeremy. So I saw that <laughs> there was a
0: look in his eye then.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, but is it a case of when you heard that that was likely the move they were going to go to? You said, you know, Taylor, did you maybe call him up and, and speak to him about Coach Shanahan?
3: Um, not yet, man. He has a lot on his plate. You know, I can imagine. He probably imagine. has a lot of guys, you know, hitting him up. But um, I definitely will, you know, when it's all said and done. If he's there, I'll definitely give him a call and see how he's like. Every minute. Want-
0: Sorry, go. On. Sorry, no. You go ahead. Go I was just going to say, have you managed to watch much of the Falcons this year and, and see what they're doing? Because
3: I definitely have. Uh, we've played against a lot of opponents that they've played against, so uh, I get to watch a lot of film on you know uh, their offense and like I said, they're explosive. You know, they're an explosive offense. They have guys that you know it's it's hard to stop.
1: A lot of those games that you played this year or the past the past season. They were. Cl- they, some were really close, and yep. your offense, especially with Kaepernick, there was starting to make some really good plays, putting lots of points up on the board. And it just seems that you were just, just, a few pieces on defense away from actually upsetting people. I mean, they're, they're, for instance, there's that Seahawks game at the it's kind of the last few weeks of the season, oh. which we. I'm not a 49ers fan, but, man, I hoped you beat those Seahawks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I it's did a, more. <laughs> it's, a couple,
3: it's a couple games I was like that. You got the Cowboys game, which was, you know, it was pretty close. You got, uh, you got the Jets game. Jets you know, and overtime, took yeah. overtime, yeah. Was, yeah. So, and I feel like we should have won that game. Um, like you say, the Seahawks at the end of the season. And there's been a couple more to name, but um, I just think the tough part about it is, is, is we've got to finish it, you know. Um, they don't give you you know points for trying you know you got to finish it
1: now colin kaepernick has been in the news especially at the beginning of the season for a lot of reasons i'm not going to ask you about that i want to ask you about what kind of person is he because when uh, the 49ers uh, came over to london he had a bit of an awe about him and we didn't really get to see the real colin kaepernick what kind of a guy is he uh, out on the practice field in the locker room what's he like
3: um to talk about him you know on the field he's a, he's a leader you know, and he's a guy who wants to win, and that's big. You know, for a quarterback, a guy who wants to win, um, and as far as you know, everything that he went through, you know, I'll talk about it a little bit. Um, he's a, I'd say he's at least he's he's confident. You know, in what he's talking about, you know, and he stands by it, and I respect a guy like that. You know, I, and was, I think
0: for me as well, that showed that leadership you talk about, which was maybe something we hadn't seen from him off the field a huge amount he's a quiet I've been in the locker room when he's been there and he's a quiet guy and he's not someone who's you know rah rah and shouting and getting in people's faces but for me it was the moment that convinced me that I'd like to see him stay in San Francisco because uh, it showed me he had more to him than than maybe the guy I'd seen personally
3: right and I mean just talk about his ability to to win you know Um, he took him to the Super Bowl Um, so he has that ability you know it's just we'll we'll see what happens and I want
1: to quickly ask you uh I've uh, practiced catching some balls downstairs, <laughs> and it hurt my hands when I missed when I missed it. Yep. And he throws that ball so hard. Does oh, it yeah. Surely that's got to hurt. And if you if you miss it, that's a broken finger, right?
3: Uh, at least, man, I, I got a couple of <laughs> at those least. fingers. Yeah. but I've talked I've talked to him about that, and that's uh, that's something that I you know kind of told him. You know, you got to dial it down a little bit. You know, <laughs> he, it's hard when the receiver has to worry about you know just trying to catch it as opposed to making a guy miss and stuff so
1: bit more touch cap just a bit more yeah touch. Just a, little, lovely. Just a little <laughs> that where can I get these jeans from again
3: uh JeremyCurly.com. so www.jeremycurly.com is where you can find the jeans uh, they're not out yet oh, mate, you, they're, gonna, they're still gonna. they're yeah, yeah, they're okay. still uh, okay. I'll still, get you uh, up on,
1: I'll hit you up on the twitter and I'll wait until, uh, <laughs> until they're released
3: there we go
0: and and uh, just finally this weekend Taylor Gabriel is a friend of yours I don't know if you have
3: any other friends in this game but where are you leaning with the game um, I'm going with the Falcons. I'm, I'm going with the, with the underdog, and I think that he's there. We go. <laughs> a little hand clap. I think that uh, I think Taylor will have a big game. Actually, yeah. I think uh, I think he's uh, he's finding the radar a little bit. I think he'll will do some special things.
0: As they go in double team. Julio. He's got every chance of getting open, and maybe one of those guys who get a surprise MVP type performance out of. So great stuff. I hope you enjoy the game. Enjoy the rest of your week. And it's a pleasure speaking to speak you, Jeremy. Man. I appreciate it. same Cheers, to you, man. man.
1: Thank you. So you said that he really grew into the season i think he grew into that interview as well
3: began yeah, to trust us a bit more like
1: love us a little bit more <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 yeah I, I enjoyed speaking to curly and i think you're right with the lack of talent there i mean it's scary that a guy like kyle shanahan's gonna go from a talent rich atlanta falcons team Just a bit and then into you <laughs> into me into your team indeed what, we kind of mentioned it at the top of the show, Colin Kaepernick, is he going to stay? And where, if he doesn't stay, where does he go? Uh, I don't... Is there a team that... I, I, I think that
0: he can opt out of his contract, basically. Um, he's not the answer for the team. He doesn't have the pocket presence. He doesn't have the vision downfield. He can't... Uh, he's just, he's got a big arm and he can run. That's basically dude, it. Dude, I, like I... Like, do, I don't think he is the answer for any offence at
1: this point. Um, but as we said in, in, in the interview... They had some really close games down the stretch. Colin Kaepernick was the better quarterback than Blaine Gabbert. Uh, okay, that's not saying much, but I, 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 I think and, Colin Kaepernick's you know, a good player.
0: I gave him some real love for that. But the fact, of, the fact of the situation is, is I think the the 49ers need to draft a quarterback who's going to work with Shanahan's offense. I don't think. Colin Kaepernick is not the guy to Matt Ryan style, move guys on the line, read what the defense are doing okay, it from that. Yeah. Fight, like spread a team out have four or five options be able to go through his reads he just doesn't suit what Shanahan does and yes Carlos Hyde is a good running back with some injury problems but the line that they're working behind right now is that going to work with the same outside zone running scheme I don't think so I, it's, it's a project it's a real project John Lynch is still a complete unknown like the man a lot chatted to him when he came over to London to cover a game for Fox for kind of five or ten minutes on the sidelines, and he clearly knows his football, and he's clearly delightful, but he's walking into a situation where he's never had anything like it before, and we've spoken a bit about this already in the off-season. He's putting good people around him as it already stands. We know that Carl Shanahan, it's looking increasingly like um, Robert Sa- Sa- Robert Sala? Sailor. I've never quite known how to pronounce his name. It's S-A-L-E-H. He's going to be coming in as the new ah, defensive co- coordinator. It could be Saleh. Who it's knows? Salé. Uh, he's going to be coming oh, knowing in. Knowing Americans, it could be Saleh. Saleh. Could be coming in as the new defensive coordinator, the former Jags linebacking coach, and he was at the Seahawks prior to that. So again, from that same Shanahan, Quinn coaching tree, they're all very chummy with each other.
1: I'm going to throw a name at you here. <laughs> but I think, just, just to quickly right, say, on, on. with,
0: with Sala coming in, Salé. You've got uh Saleh, whatever it is. Navarro Bowman, Eric Reed, DeForest Butner, and Eric Armstead. I think those are four players, assuming that Bowman comes back at a decent level, who are actually potential pro bowl level type defensive players. I think you've still got four very, very good players on that defense. And then around them you've actually got players like uh, Aaron Lynch, who I like a lot as a pass rusher. Ahmed Brooks is probably getting towards the end of his career but isn't Unimpressive. they bring Glenn Dorsey back I like him as a nose tackle there's actually me- elements of that defence which could be built on and could be built up quite quickly I- whilst quarterbacks should be the focus it wouldn't be a big surprise to me to see them go for four or five defence players they've got the most picks of
1: any team in the, d- team in the draft with 12 okay, them and the Cleveland you, Browns how high up are those picks? so obviously with number
0: two
1: yeah I just, okay. But I'm <laughs> talking about how many in the first, second, third? Do you know? Uh, I can find out for you very quickly whilst you put together your point. Okay, so my point is, if they obviously they've got they're high up in that second round. If someone like Mahomes drops, and we know that from from uh, our our friend with Lee Steinberg, um, Chris, we know that Mahomes was in San Francisco taking snaps under center during the off season. Is that an option where Mahomes, who has been t- thought of as the most uh, ready quarterback in this draft class that but, could, could and he, perhaps and he, come in?
0: Yeah. And, and actually, the, the, the interesting thing with Pat Mahomes more than anyone else is whilst he uh, he told a you know, like, brief conversation we had at Lee's party and then he's going to be coming on the show later in this offseason over the phone. But the brief conversation we had at Lee Steinberg's party, he was, he told me that he hadn't taken a snap from the shotgun all off season, yeah. every single snap was under center if there is a if there's a quarterback offensive coordinator fit from or head coach fit sorry from all of the quarterbacks in this draft and all of the quarterback needy teams, Mahomes and shanahan works. Does it work in year one when you've got a horrible offensive line and no weapons and no tight end actually, no Vance McDonald's a decent tight end. Not top end, but you know, yeah, top twenty tight end, which is fine. Uh, are you putting a good young quarterback in a very difficult situation? You probably are. And do you know what the cap space is? Uh it's the second most in the nfl and it's vast it's 70 plus million
1: i found out that new england's is 60 plus million Yeah,
0: new england have <laughs> one of the highest of, a, of any team in there
1: <laughs> i mean what yeah. Th- that's insane that's insane and you know if they manage to get the 12th pick in the first in the first round of the draft plus they have all of that to to flaunt in free agency uh, f- Ugh.
0: just to confirm with the 49ers we don't know th- they're second in every round but we don't know where their compensatory picks are going to be landing at the moment it's okay. imagined a lot of them will be third round but they are stacked up in the seventh and sixth so it's a lot of ability to move up so if they need
1: their to their scouts and uh, GM will be working overtime in this off-season to find the best value the best the best players that are going to sneak under the radar which which is going to help the offence, the defence, and it's going to complement what Carl Shanahan does. It's going to be a really busy off-season.
0: Uh, do you know what I'd love and be desperate for? What would be the best thing ever? A burrito, right now. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> I need the toilet right now. But we're going to get through the podcast first. Um, if Miles Garrett isn't taken by the Browns for whatever reason, they fall in love with the quarterback and take him. They let somebody trade up who's fallen in love with a player other than Miles Garrett. The 49ers got Miles Garrett, and then they had... I can The members see of their defensive line already there. Along. I, that is because ve- actually, as a rookie class last year, said so Devor- Forest Buckner was brilliant. Joshua Garnett got off to a slow start, but solid, rugged blocker at the point of attack can get up to the second level. There are guys there. Uh, Rashad Robinson uh, got on, came on late in the season at corner, started the last six games. You know, there's there's some hope in that rookie class. They need another good one this year, and then maybe they'll be a good team in like three years' time. Yeah. <laughs> uh should we talk rams next because we talked to the delightful friend of the show tory holt whilst we were at
1: uh the Super Bowl. do you know who we also talked to Go Um on. we got specifics i asked specifically about jared Goff.
3: ron
1: should we play in a bit of jaws here we as could, well we could drop a bit of jaws. Um, did we already put that into a podcast i can't actually remember. i've put this it point. in the nfl show <laughs> but i don't think we've put it in the podcast I think we might have done, but... Did we?
0: Yeah, I think we might have put one out on Super Bowl week that had Jaws in it. Oh, yeah, we might have done. Well, let's hear... Let's hear let's let's Tory Holt. Let's hear a little bit of Jaws on Jared Goff, and then we'll hear from Tory Holt. Agreed? Let's do that. Great. Every now and again, you, uh, you just bump into somebody on Radio Row, and it's a genuine, real treat when that person happens to be a guy that you think could be in the Hall of Fame one day, who co-hosted your Super Bowl party last year, who is wearing his ring to Radio Row with him. Uh, he's former wide receiver of the Rams, Torrey Holt. Torrey, how are you doing? Really, really great to, to catch you and to catch up, buddy.
4: Yeah, man, I'm doing well. It's good to, uh, it's good to catch up with you guys. I, I try to follow you as much as I can on uh, on Instagram and on, on Twitter. So uh, it's always good to chat with the people from Gridiron, man
0: hey look we're having a lot of fun how have you uh, it's a little bit warmer in houston than it was for you in london last year
4: yeah yeah no question i um uh, but I, you know what i had a great time in london and i and i i always enjoy um coming out to london the people um the people are so nice and treated so well and then the uh the admiration that they have for nfl football i think is fantastic and, and you see the league continuing to uh to add games each year uh, to come over to london but uh Yes, yeah, a lot more. Uh, it's a little warmer here than it was in in London, but I can I can deal with the weather. The food is good, the shopping is good, and the people are straight, so I'm cool.
0: Uh, you, surely you've been tapped up for next season as well, with the Rams coming back out again.
4: Well, I'm I'm, I'm working on that now. I, I'm working. <laughs> look, get, make sure you save a ticket for me uh, to get on that to get on that flight to come back out and to uh, to kick it and spend some time with our fans out in out in London, out in the UK uh we, we got a you know we got a, a, a ton of fans a ton of ram fans la rams fans out in that area so uh it's always good to get out there and catch up and, and, and mix it up and, and kick it with the fans out in london
5: i'm to, to, to ask you like it's uh, it's something i'm curious about if you have this history with the rams and for you they were always the st louis rams how is it for you now seeing them as the, the los angeles rams is that a strange thing that the team that you used to play for kind of isn't there anymore
4: i'm getting used to it now you know if you had asked me this question uh a year ago um I would have. It, it, I would have probably had a, uh, a different. Uh, I would have probably said something differently.
5: Yeah.
4: <laughs> it may not have been as positive,
5: <laughs> but um,
4: but I'm I'm excited for uh, the LA Rams and the opportunity that they have in Los Angeles. The fan base doesn't really change. It's not like we're leaving. We left St. Louis to go to uh, London, London, or go to <laughs> Jacksonville. We left. St. Louis to go back to L. A. and we mm. we left L. A. to come to St. Louis, so the fans are familiar with the organization. They're familiar with with the players, so I think that transition is really good. And the players are loving it. You know, I feel for the fans out in St. Louis because they they gave so much to us to mm. to the team and to the organization. Uh, so I feel bad for those guys, and uh, but I'm also excited for the future of the L. A. Rams, starting with Jared Goff and Todd Gurley and Tavon Austin and Aaron Donald. The list goes on. of players there that they have in place to get things turned around and and to get back on the winning side of things
0: i wonder i i want to kind of draw on your experience a little bit when we look at the atlanta falcons this week because as an organization when you guys went to that super bowl with kurt and with the greatest show on yeah. turf it was a young group of players it was a group of guys who'd kind of grown through that organization together and and it was a first time experience these are going up against uh, the most experienced Super Bowl team of any era yeah. at this point in the New England Patriots, and, and it's if, if you've got these young players, what advice would you give these guys if they're going to be how they can take in this week and make sure that it's, A they do take it all, enjoy in? enjoy
4: it. Really, I would I would tell them enjoy the week, enjoy everything that comes with it, um, the, the media, uh, the outside attention. Uh, take it all in because they may not be here next year. Mm. You know, uh, and for example, the Carolina Panthers was here last year. And I'm sure they thought that they would be back here again this year. And they're not. They're not. So uh, I would say enjoy everything that comes with this opportunity. But also make sure you're taking care of your playbook. Make sure you're getting your film study in. Make sure you're taking care of your body so you can go out on Sunday and play at the highest level. It's, it's the last uh, game and it's the last. It's the, it's the game for the Super Bowl. And this is what a lot of us players, we uh, when we come into the National Football League, we want to have an opportunity to experience the Super Bowl. The Atlanta Falcons for the first time in what fifty-one years, I think it was, and that's and that's uh, ironic. Super Bowl fifty-one, you know, it's been fifty-one years or so, I think. Hmm. Uh, I think uh, their owner was saying since uh, they've been in the Super Bowl or something like that. Um, so, um, so we'll we'll see. But I, I I definitely would would tell the guys to enjoy themselves. And when Sunday comes, let it all go.
5: Uh, actually, like as a comparison to uh, that Greatest Show on Turf team that I saw just recently, which is that um, Matt Ryan is, I think it's uh, nine point uh, two or nine point three yards uh, an attempt he's averaging this year, and that's mm. the highest since Kurt Warner, yeah. uh, who was nine point nine. Like, do you see when you look at Matt Ryan, do you see a little bit of Kurt in him, or I see comparisons. Um,
4: I do see some comparisons with this Atlanta Falcons team to the two thousand and one uh, St. Louis Rams team. In terms of uh, the, the type of points and the style in which we were doing it, um, to go any further in terms of of overall comparison, they, they got to win it all. Obviously, we we, mm-hmm. we were able to win in '99 with that with that team, and yeah, I do see some comparisons with with Ryan and, and Kurt in terms of how they deliver the ball, their anticipation. Kurt had incredible anticipation, um, maybe not the strongest of arms but he had a strong arm but his anticipation was outstanding and Matt Ryan is the same way sometimes you have to throw the football before the receiver is out of his cut mm-hmm. and uh and I've seen I, I saw that a number of times with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Sanu throughout the course of the year so yeah there's some comparisons uh, between the two
5: there's, there's a question there which I guess is interesting to me which is to an extent you could look at it and say hey Matt Ryan's just getting older he's, he's getting uh wiser and he's getting better but I don't necessarily expect him to hit exactly the same numbers again next year. And it kind of goes back to that point you said earlier about, uh, when you're in the super bowl, you're getting uh, close to what you think you're going to be there every year. Like, is there just sort of a, a feeling you get into in certain seasons where those things like those passes are just always exactly where they need to be. Is that like, I don't know. What, what is that?
4: Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a lot to do with, um, with continuity. I think it's a lot to do with trust. I think Matt Ryan has a lot of trust in his receivers. Um, Particularly, Julio Jones who's the leading receiver for that football team, and you see it on the football field. And I, I think he can come back next year and duplicate the same thing he did this year. He has that kind of ability. Matt Ryan works at his works at his craft. Julio Jones and those other receivers—they work at their craft. I think uh, Dominic is it Domin- Dominic the the GM. Am, am, am I saying it correctly? The GM does a really good job for the Atlanta Falcons in terms of bringing in talent through the draft and through free agency. So I think that the Atlanta Falcons offensively will be in the same position next year because they have the quarterback, they have an offensive line, Uh, I think we'll all be back next year and they're all steady, and then he has a ton of weapons around him. So I could see the Falcons at the top again next year. And
0: I think on that point, Kyle Shanahan, is looking like he's leaving the team looking like he's going to San Francisco the coordinator he's obviously he's done a phenomenal job this year yeah but in the quarterback coach there they've got a guy who has sat with uh, with Shanahan In Washington, who is with Shanahan? Like all the way through, he's followed him around, and so he knows that scheme better than anyone else. And I mean, I don't know if you had a similar situation in your career, but when you lose someone who's the leader of your group, if someone else can step up who knows what you're already doing, so you don't have to. That consistency can still be there. Yeah, yeah, no question.
4: Because he, because it is massive. Because that person knows the system, and he knows, and the players know what know what that coordinator or the person who's been in the system expects. Um, so I think the transition could be could be seamless. Um, if if the guy that's followed Shanahan up to this point if he stays around. But you know, he may get offered to go out to San Francisco and then, then Atlanta will have to they'll be forced to regroup. But I think the key pieces are there and I mentioned them. Matt Ryan, the offensive line, the head coach in Quinn, and then the skilled players in Freeman and Coleman and Sanu and Julio Jones, those guys I think will still be in place which gives them a lot of hope going into next year if Shanahan opts to go to San Francisco, the Atlanta Falcons still have hope, have a lot of hope to be a very potent offense.
0: Going back to the Rams briefly, from what we saw this season, it was a tough, tough year for for Jared Goff, obviously, in particular. Yeah. And, and a tough year overall, and we're seeing the, the changes that they're bringing in there. But I think the one thing I did see from the quarterback, and I hope that as an offensive player this is something that gives you a little bit of hope, is that he took a battering this year. Yes. And yes. yet he still kept his eyes downfield. He still made sure he was always looking for those throws. And it kind of felt like he could always bounce back up. And, and there's just enough there that makes me think, okay, maybe he's not the solution right at this minute. But longer term, they've invested a lot in him. Yes. Is it going to be enough for the Rams with what they've got now? I to- think so. I, I'm, a,
4: I'm a big fan of Jared Goff. Um, I've, been, I've, been, I've been saying that for, uh, for a whole year now. And you're right, he got beat up last year. Uh, that offensive line at times were, was bad, um, and, uh, and 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 it was it was hard at times for receivers to get open. So allowed him to hold the ball a little longer than, than he would like to, I'm sure. But there's one thing uh, with golf that I like the most is his toughness. He's he's a, he's very tough to take the beating that he took at times, and he's very confident too. He's very confident in his abilities as a quarterback. Big arm. Does a good job of scanning the football field, go through his reads, one, two to three, or back to one, whatever have you. So he's a tremendous talent. The guys around him are going to have to play better. He's going to have to play better too, but the guys around him is going to have to play better as well. The offensive line's got to be better this year. The receivers have to be better. Todd Gurley has to be better. The tight ends have to be better. So collectively, as a unit offensively, they're all going to have to get better. But I think Sean McVay can come in and help. I really do. From from all that I've heard and and what I've learned about him, he's very uh, he's he's attention to detail
0: type of guy. Well, the guys will tell you on the show. Uh, I for three years have been gushing over the Washington scheming, the way that they draw up plays, yeah. the way that they use crossing out, the way that they've yeah. taken. Okay, they've got a guy like Jordan Reed, who's, who's high quality, but they've taken what they've got and they've maximized potential yes, at all stages. And you hope that Sean McVay can do the he's same got in a, LA. exactly.
4: He's got it. He's got to. He's got to evaluate the talent that's there. I'm sure he's, he's he's done or he's doing, and then he's got to find find the best ways to put those guys in the positive spots to highlight their skill sets. I think he can do it. I think he's you just mentioned his creativity in Washington with Kirk Cousins and Jordan Reed and Deshaun Jackson, uh, the players that they have there. I think he can come to Los Angeles with the talent, the young talent that he has there, and do enough schematically to put those guys in position to be successful on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, and then and then and then and then and, and more importantly holding people accountable players as well as coaches
0: I think he uh I think he'll be be very good at that now I don't know how well you know the other 13 men on the list but obviously the big focus is on Sunday but on Saturday night you could have not one but two of your good friends entering the pro football hall of fame it'd be a disservice to ask about them both together so starting with uh, Isaac Bruce do you think he 's going in deserves to be in, in in the longer term, and yes yeah what 's the case
4: yes and yes, I, <laughs> I think he and Kurt both are and, and and like you said, all of the guys on that list are willing are, are, are worthy of being inducted into the national football uh, league's Hall of Fame. Uh, great careers by all those guys, but i 'm pulling for Kurt, and I think Kurt should get in i 'm pulling for Isaac, and I think Isaac should get in now, will they get in this year i don 't know uh, from the way that the voting has went over the last couple of years it's tough to say. Uh, but those guys have put together a very, very, very uh, good resume, and um, and like I said, if it's not this year, it's coming in time. And we'll. It's, it's it's funny because Marshall went in, and then we were at the we were at the Hall of Fame, and then Aeneas went in, and then we were, we were at the Hall of Fame, and then uh, Orlando was, went in last year.
0: As I said, Aeneas was here yesterday, hanging around. Yeah, the- and Ar-
4: Orlando went in last year. We were at the Hall of Fame, so. We're, we're expecting, the Rams are expecting to be in the Hall of, <laughs> be at the Hall of Fame here over the next, you know, four or five years with all the guys that are up on the ballot. Uh, but I'm really excited and very thankful that I had an opportunity to play with so many Hall of Famers. The o- Hall of Famers, the only thing that, I, I, that bothers me the most is we didn't win enough championships. Mm. With all the Hall of Famers and all pro guys and good guys that we had on those football teams, we did not win enough championships, and that bothers me to this day.
5: I was I – was, I was, you were touching on it earlier. It's that like same question of uh, thinking because you're there that you're going to do it again. But yeah. uh, it's hard. New England are the one team that have done it.
4: They're the, they're, the, they're the one consistent team that's been able to do it, and it has a lot to do with what you talked about earlier is the consistency in staff, uh, the consistency in upper management, uh, the consistency The consistency in <laughs> players, You know, players coming there and understanding what's expected of them. And when you walk through those doors, it's 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 about the team and team only. And he's been able to—he meaning Belichick and their staff—they've been able to maximize and get everything out of their talent, uh, get get everything out of their players um, that all come through those doors. And players that leave other teams like. I think he has like six or seven players from the Cleveland Browns roster. Mm-hmm. And they're all playing well. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking, about, what the hell happened in Cleveland? <laughs> <laughs> why, 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 why wasn't Cleveland getting this, get, getting this type of play from, from that player? So I think, it's a, I think it's a testament to Belichick. I think it's a testament to Tom Brady and, and Kraft and all those guys of how they go about their business, what's
0: important. And if it's important to Tom, then it's, it should be important to everybody. Else. I think the best description I've heard of it: it's not the best fifty-three; it's the right. It's 53. the right fifty-three, yeah. and, 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 and and
4: and 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 for championship teams, that's what it takes. And when we won it all, that team was a close knit team. It was the right team. We was very we were very close, and it was only one thing, and only one thing. The goal was only one thing, and that was to win it all. Um, and that's what you see with with these New England ball clubs, and that's why they will continue to to be here. I had a conversation with, with, with Belichick ten year, seven years ago and he told me, Tori, we will be back in multiple Super Bowls over the next decade and we look up and they are... As I say, it took five or six years yeah, but... they've been in multiple Super yeah, Bowls. Yeah, they come again. <laughs> yep, yep, absolutely.
5: When you talk about being close to the team, I'm kind of interested about the Super Bowls, right, because it's got to be, it's got to be, it's one thing getting through the week but I feel like just the weekend has got to be agonizing, right, waiting for Sunday to come along and so... You said you were close to a group of guys. Literally what did you do Saturday before the Super Bowl? What do you what do you do? I mean maybe you got walk through in the morning I guess, but
4: Oh wow, Saturday before the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, it was it was walkthroughs, it was meetings. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of reviewing.
5: For me it was a lot of reviewing of, of what what my um, what my duties were. But are you there at, at eight at, at night point, like reviewing or are you trying to chill out and do something completely different at that point? At that
4: at that point I, I did my reviewing earlier in the day and then I checked maybe a few more a few other times as the, as the you know as the day got got later um, but then I put it away and then I just focus in on what what I had to do for the, for the game on Saturday um, but and then some guys get together and, and have dinner with each other some guys get together with their families and have dinner so it, it all depends on the individual um, but for me and our teammates you know we did a lot of things together like i said we ate together we partied together we chilled at each other's homes we, we did a lot of things together all the time from monday through sunday and i think that was uh that played a a, a key role in us becoming super bowl champions this is the closest mm. because there's a trust there and then accountability i can if i'm hanging with you if i'm if i'm spending a lot of time with you and you're off and you're off on the field I can come up to you and, and challenge you to get your act together, yeah. And there's no, there's no fight back from that because of the closeness that we have. So, I think that that makeup on all Super Bowl teams—you can ask all of the team, all of the guys that's won Super Bowls—and that makeup is probably number
0: one.
5: Sure,
0: brilliant. Tory Holt. yeah, man. Always really good fun. Absolutely. Hopefully, we get to see you out in uh, in London again yes. this year when the Rams. Come over and play in the UK week seven or eight, as is yeah, at the moment. But yeah. come and twicken Twickenham, see what it's like to see a game there. Yeah. It's going to be really good fun, and we'd love to catch up again. Thank you, man. Big shouts out to everybody in London. So you didn't hear from Jaws there. You just heard from Tory Holt because uh, we actually looked it up, and Ron Jaworski was on TGS 136, and this is only TGS 138. So probably not worth playing that for you again. Just go
1: back and listen. He had some interesting things to say on it golf. It was a great interview. I loved him so much. The, the, uh, but v- sorry, Holt was awesome too he was indeed the, the point I made to
0: uh, to Senor Holt Senor Holt Should, should we start off with uh, offence or defence first defence oh ok <laughs>
1: <laughs> why ask the question if that's not the answer that you
0: wanted because I really wanted you to say offence and it seemed like we were in sync let's talk about the offence first um,
1: oh uh, well you're marginalising me now yeah absolutely Did, why ask oh, now order. now um, I, there are some pretty they, they, they've got a
0: decent amount of salary cap space the rams this year 40 plus million it's a a decent Wide receiver market. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, obviously the big name, but Deshaun Jackson, who uh, we worked with, uh, Sean McVeigh at the Reds, at uh, the Washington, is out there. Uh, so is Pierre Garçon. Terrell Pryor is on the is available. Kenny Stills, Robert Woods. You know, they, I think they go out and they can spend big on a wide receiver in free agency, so it doesn't have to be a focus in the draft where they've drafted terribly for wide receivers. The point I made to Jaws about hacks. Jared Goff is that Jared Goff whilst he was battered and bruised and didn't look good all of last season the one where he, place he did impress me is that he kept his eyes down he didn't look didn't see ghosts in the pocket kept his eyes downfield made some decent throws in the last couple of games and really you know he improved, even if he didn't improve enough to be for it to be showy. He, he never became into he never came into himself like you saw with like Blake Bortles in year one, where he really started to struggle towards the end of the year. Um, and that had a lot to do with apparently he had some arm strength issues, and he he'd never thrown that much in his college career. So there was that was partly to do with it. But Goff never looked like giving up, and that kind of gives you some pause. Sean McVeigh is a bit of an unknown. I don't know how many times I have to repeat how much I loved the Washington offensive scheme because I loved it. Is that enough for the Rams with the complete lack of talent they've got on the offensive line with the perceived lack of talent they've got at quarterback with the definite lack of talent at wide receiver and tight end? Maybe not.
1: They've got talk early though so yeah but We saw a massive drop-off from Todd Gurley last year.
0: Oh, and they've got no first-round pick as well. So, (laughs) there are lots of... I think at the top of the second round, they take uh, a tackle or a guard and they try and improve that offensive line. They maybe see if there's anybody decent out in free agency as well. But uh, the the wide receiver is the other position I'd look to improve, I'm sure, McVeigh, particularly with two of your guys from your previous job being there and available. Um... I don't think... The Rams don't feel to me like they're set up to be great next year, but you can see them making strides under Sean McVay. The fact is, they're the only team who are beaten by the 49ers, and it happened twice. You've got to be
1: better than that this year. <laughs> yeah, they have to be. But <laughs> that was Jeff Fisher, and, you know, Jeff Fisher was phoning it in uh, by by the time it came to, well, last season anyway. Uh, the, the, Offence-wise... I, I, I keep harking back to it. The tight end position, especially with what Sean McVeigh did with Washington, the, and Jordan Reed being a, that exceptional player, th- I think that might be his first call of... Uh, call of port? No, port of call. Cool. Port of call. Cool. Port of call. Cool. One cool. of those. Yeah, one of those. Because <laughs> if he wants to replicate that, I don't think Lance Kendricks is the guy to do it. Bless him, he's a really lovely fella. Um so perhaps as i said draft is is heavy or or he could have a look at what's going on in free free agency so if we're going to see the same kind of offence that's where we'd find a clue either in free agency or, or at the draft the
0: other interesting thing is the lack of um, ta- well, the, the secondary talent that they're potentially losing Tremaine Johnson could be gone TJ McDonald as well who hasn't been the best strong safety but he was work- serviceable last year but they do keep all of that defensive line and as we know it's going to be Wade Phillips and as we know he loves a 3-4 Wade Phillips and he said already that's the defence he's going to be bringing in to uh, Los Angeles so who drops out?
1: we've got Hayes Donald, Brockers and Quinn. Who it's, drops it's,
0: out? It's of that? it's less about who drops out and I think Robert Quinn can be used as an outside linebacker more of a uh stand up pass rusher rather than a hand in the dirt pass rusher. I think he's got the athletic ability to do that and the speed to do that. I agree
1: with you. I think you're
0: right. The thing that's fascinating to me is what do you do with Aaron Donald? Because there, there's a bit of a history of Wade Phillips with guys like this where he is uh, he is the perfect 3 tech inside defensive tackle so disruptive so good at getting penetration up the middle just an absolute destroyer regular first team all pro perennial defensive defensive player of the year candidate absolutely love him when wade phillips was in um when he was in dallas uh, he had demarcus Ware, anthony spencer out on the outside so he what he did was he he used jay ratliff uh, who was a very a smaller guy for a nose tackle 303 pounds and he used to kind of throw him around as a nose tackle and play him as a three technique Mm. play him over the center move him about quite a lot and then he did something not too dissimilar but when he was in um when he was in Denver, in Broncos was what I was going to say, when he was in Denver where he's been most recently, in the way that he used um, Wolf, but as a defensive end, not a traditional 3-4 defensive end in that kind of Justin Smith, take up two blockers kind of mode, but a guy could move inside, outside and look for penetration himself. I think my point is is that Aaron Donald has the talent to do anything It's just going to be fascinating to see how Wade Phillips uses one of the best defensive linemen to come out of the draft in the last 10-15 years, and how he fits into that scheme. You kind of feel like he could play him at any position along that front three, and he'd do a job, and if anyone's going to figure it out, it probably is Wade Phillips, but there's not an obvious immediate fit, so quite excited to see that. What does your nose tell you? My nose tells me he'll play nose. He'll play as an undersized nose. They could try and get him to put some weight on and some... Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Lob him up, I knock him out and all of that. You're welcome, mate. Uh, anytime, buddy. Anytime. Um, so, yeah, that that would be kind of my feeling on it. But it, that's what I'm looking forward and I'm excited to see in that team. I think the problem is, is that when you look at the talent on both the rosters of the 49ers and less so the Rams, there's a bit of a division in this division... Between the top two and the bottom two. And realistically, even though the Cardinals were much better down the eight game stretch at the end of last year, and the Seahawks had a down year comparatively, particularly defensively, with where they've been the last three years, mm. based purely on the talent, they're having the same coaching staff, looking like they're going to bring guys back, looking like they're going to finally pay Cam Chancellor a, a big contract. All of those things kind of say to me that Seattle should still be the class of this division next season.
1: So we've moved to Seattle now, yeah?
0: That was my way of smoothly yeah. trying to transition, yes, Ollie. Great work, great work. Thanks, buddy. But yeah,
1: I, I agree with you. I th- As you should. <laughs> I th- actually, I think with the Cardinals, it's, a, it's a, a coin flip. I don't think the Cardinals can be a worse than they were last year. I Certainly think- in the early part of last exactly. year, they can't be that bad again. Exactly, I think they'll continue what they did in the latter part of last year or last season so i think it will be a coin flip between them and the seahawks and that's why it makes the nfc west really exciting and definitely cannot be the division of disgrace in two years running um so the seahawks overall we've already said they're set up to be a decent team
0: it's gonna be interesting to see if they bring jimmy graham back it's gonna be interesting to see what they focus on in the draft i
1: mean is jimmy graham's not out of contract though is he if i'm yeah but there's a lot of talk about whether or not he'll be there next year essentially um so is that sorry d- d- to interrupt and uh, get you off your stride it's does absolutely that, fine does that <laughs> it's not is it top button no i guy, hate you top button guy um, <laughs> does that mean that they'd cut him or try and trade him i guess try and trade him and they wouldn't what, get what they got they, they like what did they they traded away um,
0: Max Unger
1: and a pick for him, didn't they? Wasn't it a third round pick? Something something ludicrous. So would you suggest that it would be maybe a third round pick and not a player or
0: if I'm them, I'm looking for getting offensive linemen in from anywhere I can. Mm. See what the free agency situation is, take four tackles with your first four picks in the draft, because between Fanton and, and Gilliam you it was a farce yeah. last season. And Russell Wilson can't scramble for the rest of his life. He needs to, a la Ben Roethlisberger, a la what we're starting to see from Cam Newton to an extent, be more of a pocket passer. He's shown he's very much got those abilities. You look at the playoff run of 2016, uh, of the 2015 season into 2016, the way that he became a pocket passer and the way he worked with Doug Baldwin that off-season was a thing of beauty. Mm. You just think that, he might have to move to doing that more regularly. He can't keep taking hits like he's taking them. And their tackles need replacing and need replacing quickly. I was impressed with what we saw from Effedi at times. He can be hit by
1: bull rushes a little too easily and he needs to work on his strength. Yeah, but wasn't he the guy that uh, stepped on Russell Wilson's shoe? <laughs> he very well might have been, yeah. Against, oh crap, who was that against? <laughs> Which then caused the safety... Uh, it was in, the champion, in one of the playoff games. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, but... Uh, someone that will be available is TJ Lang from the Packers on on that line. It's an interesting
0: it's an interesting suggestion. They, they don't run a similar. I don't think they run a same sort of running scheme that you guys do. But I think it's a I think it's a fit no matter what you do, really, because yeah, I mean, he's a Packers, talented player.
1: And those Packers linemen were, you know, they were up there with with the Falcons, the the and and uh, those other great teams. So I, I, I say TJ Lang as an example. It's the kind of thing that they will offer. Out bait for Jimmy Graham and see see if anyone bites. I suppose.
0: Yeah, and uh, that wouldn't be a surprise if that is the sort of thing that they did. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just, it's very difficult to pick apart Seattle really because okay, the safeties are getting a little bit old. Because really, what we're doing here, we say off season predictions, off season look It's really where are teams weak and where do they need to improve. And other than the fact that I, I mentioned, I think Cam Chancellor probably gets a new contract, but. Yeah, you know, Earl Thomas threatened retirement and had a horrible injury last year. They're both not getting any younger. The guys who came in to replace weren't good enough, so maybe safety as well. But just go tackle, 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 guard, tackle, tackle in the draft. As far as I'm concerned, two of them have to work out and then you can probably be a competing team for the next four or five years still.
1: What about the interior of that defensive line? I like the interior of the defensive line, if yeah. that's what you're asking me. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I felt like they, they were run upon. And... Run-upon, I quite like. Yeah. I've, I've, it doesn't stand out for me, the interior of that def- defensive line. So, either side, you've got Michael Bennett and Cliff Averill. Yeah. Uh, well, you, so, what you need, I mean... A type of Rubin and Jaron Reed. If um, you had if you had some money, someone like a Brandon Williams
0: type would be absolutely ideal for you. A good two-gap run-stopper who can yeah. pick that up. And, and you know, great if you can go and find one, but they are premium in the NFL right sure. now. yeah. Um, I'd be surprised to see if they spend any money on the defensive line. Draft picks... Defensive tackles are the kind of guys that you feel like you can get an athletic, like, bruiser, big guy in the third, fourth, fifth round. I mean, Brandon Williams was a third-round pick, as an example. Um, The kind of guys you can get in that later round and train them up to play but then we've seen them you know we've we've seen them faff around switching guys from defensive line to offensive line and stuff like that at the seahawks so who knows what they're thinking is on that i'd be surprised if they spent big on it i think offensive line should be their biggest focus safety should be something they should have in their mind and maybe you're right maybe defensive tackle as well yeah thanks mate uh right we have gone really long again it's been uh, about an hour and a half long at this point if yeah, but you the, in- the interviews as well
1: It's the interviews there's the nonsense at the top for which <laughs> i'm a, i apologize for. <laughs> there was a lot of nonsense um and i've talked a lot as well we have had quite a lot of
0: tweets in but we've kind of ignored them and now i'm looking at them a lot of them are asking questions about the nfc west teams because that's what i said the podcast was gonna Well, be let's about. see if we've a- if we've answered any
1: okay why don't you scroll through them and tell me <laughs> Uh okay yeah that was that's good I was just looking at Seattle's cap space okay well while which you I do that I think about three million but, okay um,
0: uh, let's let's just see um, a couple of people asking non NFC West questions Adam Foxcroft our London serviced office had bowls of Fox's Glacier fruits in breakout areas they've moved to Glacier Mint
1: good switch okay so absolutely the right switch our office here had individually wrapped mini po- well polos they've went from the fruit polos to not the not the, the act- spear minty ones yeah the, the, like the, the 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 clear polos right one individually wrapped polos seems excessive ludicrous to me. uh but i quite like it i quite like if they go back to the fruit ones and then sort of mix and match so one week it's this one week it's that i'd be happy with that but if you were to stick with one mint or one sort of what are they called uh foxes yeah it's got to be the clear mint mint ones. Mint
0: ones because it helps the breath situation after you've had maybe a particularly stinky, maybe leftover takeaway from the night before or whatever for lunch.
1: Oh, I, won- I wondered what that smell was <laughs> in
0: here. <laughs> mint all the way. Yeah. Absolutely the right decision. Ed Hayes wants to know what ever happened to you joining a UK gridiron
1: team? Yeah uh just moving did, on just didn't happen <laughs> sorry guys
0: uh craig leddington asks take away the game which has been the best Super Bowl host city slash experience you've been to <sighs> you've only
1: been to the two, only, only been, to, been two. to i've only been to three it's i like, like seattle more as a city but san francisco yes yeah, we've sorry. never been to seattle sorry never been there that's a bit bad sorry guys uh, i like san francisco more as a city but it, I felt like Houston did a better job of a Super Bowl experience.
0: Yeah, I think we said this on the last show, but Houston, because it's not a great city as a touristy destination, it's got some good barbecue, but it's not like it's not something you're going to be drawn to. It's not got a history to it it meant that they had to do a lot to make the experience better mm. and everything was bang on the food was great oh. the, the the all the service was great yeah. the people were delightful all of that was absolutely 100 percent top notch of the other two arizona i loved because we had friends in scottsdale so they knew where to go out and stuff so that was more like a personal experience but actually of the three i'd probably rank it the lowest in terms of Organization, what they put on, everything else. How and far away? San Francisco was just San Francisco. It's a great city, but yeah. it meant that the hosts weren't great at putting the
1: the situation on because they didn't need to be. I also felt it was detrimental. I don't know how far away the the stadium was from where you guys were staying or or the the Radio Row area in Arizona, but I felt like the stadium in Santa Clara it it, 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 it was detached from city, it's detached from the city it's two hours drive or an hour and a half drive so uh, theoretically think- it's a 45
0: minute drive but right. it's never 45 minutes <laughs> but, yeah uh, yeah it, no it's arizona's not dissimilar because it's a big sprawling it's lots of little smaller cities in, in, a, in a bigger city basically mm. um so it's not dissimilar and i didn't i didn't go to any team availabilities or anything like that so i actually couldn't answer the question on that about how far away those were but yeah it wasn't it wasn't as well organized i was as just
1: yesterday. thinking about the um, the The police escort drive from the downtown area to the stadium on the day. It was very similar in Arizona to what it was in Houston. Slightly longer, but, you
0: know. Whereas in... You just wanted to drop that we had a police escort into there, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let's, let's wrap it up because this has been going really long. Just having a quick look through. If Garoppolo ends up at the Browns, forget, I'm not talking about that. Uh, what next for RG3 was what Alex actually asked. Uh, Probably out of the league next season. Back up somewhere before being out of the league next season. Yep. back up. Who has a brighter future, Rams or Niners? Likewise, Seahawks or Cards? We've kind of answered that, haven't we? Yep. I think Rams and Seahawks right now. But, you know, Niners and Rams aren't that... Like, if you're talking about who's going to a Super Bowl first, neither of them are going in the next three, four years. So, who can predict that far ahead? Uh, Who has more to
1: look forward to next season, 49ers fans or Jets fans? Pfft. Can I say neither? I think the 49ers. Given the amount of cap space, given the new regime in there... It's it's exciting that something's going to happen, something different. Whereas the Jets, they've still got top bowls. I like top bowls, though. Mm, Yeah, but...
0: (laughs) Um, Chris Bailey asked, Now there's been a change to the Niners, what's the GM's priority in his first off-season? The offence or the D? I think we answered that as well, didn't we? Answered it. Um can't remember what I said why not just want to give people some love Chris Bailey Alex Robertson Adam Barton Tom Knight all of you sent in tweets thank you there we go Ollie any final thoughts no great in which case thank you very much for listening love you lots sorry this podcast has been like an hour and 40 minutes long at this point point. Uh, and first person to tweet us with the next division is the next division we do on the next show okay where do they tweet at gridiron and don't forget to go to touchdown trips at touchdown trips facebook.com forward slash touchdown trips or touchdown trips.com This has been The Gridiron Show.